0: A warm welcome to my podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My podcast is all about short stories. I love to narrate and tell short stories chosen from different authors across the world, across the time. I love to tell short stories because these short stories make you taste a piece of life, probably the incidents which you hear, the events which happen, they might have a similarity with your own experience, or the culture, or the activities, or the pattern of activities, the emotions expressed. Could be something very foreign to you. Either way, every story has its own appeal and provides a sense of entertainment. Hopefully, you are liking my short stories. And it's my pleasure that I'm able to present these short stories to you. The story which I've chosen to narrate today is taken from O. Henry and it's a very popular story. That is, Gift of the Magi. The title of the story, The Gift of the Magi. Here we go. $1.87, that was all. She had put it aside, one cent, and then another, and then another, in her careful, careful, buying of meat and other food. Della counted it three times, one dollar and 87 cents, and the next day would be Christmas. There was nothing to do but to fall on the bed and cry. So Della did it. While the lady of the home is slowly growing quieter we can look at the home furnish rooms at a cost of eight dollar a week there is little more to say about it in the hall below was a letter box small to hold the letter rather too small to hold the letter there was an electric bell but it could not make a sound. Also, there was a name beside the door, Mr. James Dillingham Young. When the name was placed there, Mr. James Dillingham Young was being paid $30 a week. Now, when he was being paid only $20 a week, The name seemed too long and important. It should perhaps have been Mr. James D. Young. But when Mr. James Dillingham Young entered the furnish rooms, his name became very short indeed. Mrs. James Dillingham Young put her arms warmly about him and called him Jim. You have already met her. She is Della. Della finished her crying and cleaned the marks of it from her face. She stood by the window and looked out with no interest. Tomorrow would be Christmas Day and she had only $1.87 with which to buy Jim a gift. She had put aside as much as she could for months. With this result, $20 a week is not much. Everything had cost more than she had expected. It always happened like that. Only $1.87 to buy a gift for Jim. Her gym. She had many happy hours planning something nice for Jim, something nearly good enough, something almost worth the honor of belonging to Jim. There was a looking glass between the windows of the room. Perhaps you have seen the kind of looking glass that is placed in eight dollar furnished rooms. It was very narrow. A person could only see a little of himself at a time. However, if he was very thin and moved very quickly, he might be able to get a good view of himself. Della, being quite thin, had mastered the art. Suddenly, she turned from the window and stood before the glass, her eyes were shining brightly, but her face had lost its color. Quickly, she pulled down her hair and let it fall to its complete length. James Dillingham Youngs are very proud of two things which they own. One thing was Jim's gold watch. It had once belonged to her father, and long ago, It had belonged to his father's father. The other thing was Della's hair. If a queen had lived in the rooms near theirs, Della would have washed and dried her hair where the queen could see it. Della knew her hair was more beautiful than any queen's jewels and kits. If a king had lived in the same place, with all his riches, Jim would have looked at his watch every time they met. Jim knew that no king had ever had anything so valuable. So now Della's beautiful hair fell about her, shining like a falling stream of brown water. It reached below her knee, it almost made herself into a truss for her. And then she put it up on her head again, nervously and quickly, while she stopped for a moment and stood still while a tear or two dropped, ran down her face. She put on her old brown coat she put on her old brown hat with a bright light in her eyes. She moved quickly but the door was little jammed. She pushed it out and quickly again moved out the door and down to the street. Where she stopped again, the sign said, "Miss Saffrani, here articles of all kinds. Up the second floor, Della ran and stopped to get her breath. Mrs. Safrani, large, white, cold-eyed, looked at her. Will you buy my hair? asked Della. I by hair, said Safrani. Take your hat off and let me look at it. Down fell the brown waterfall. Twenty dollars, said Mrs. Safrani, lifting the hair to full its weight. Give it to me quick, said Della. Oh, and the next two hours seemed to fly. She was going from one shop to another to find a gift for Jim. She found it at last. It surely had been made for Jim and no one else. There was no one other like it in any of the shops she had looked in every shop in the city. It was a gold watch chain, very simple made, its value was in its rich pure material. Because it was so plain and simple, you knew that it was valuable. All good things are alike. It was good enough for the watch. As soon as she saw, she knew that Jim must have it. It was like him. Quietness and value. Jim and the chain both had quietness and value. She paid $21 for it and she hurried home with a chain and 87 cents. With a chain on his watch, Jim could look at his watch and learn the time anywhere he might be. Though the watch was so fine, it had never had a fine chain He sometimes took it out and looked at it only when no one could see it and do it. When Della arrived home, her mind quieted a little. She began to think more reasonably. She stared and started to try to cover the sad marks of what she had done. Love and large-hearted giving, when added together, can leave deep marks. It is never easy to cover these marks, dear friends, never easy. Within 40 minutes, her head looked a little better. With her short hair, she looked wonderfully like a schoolboy. She stood at the looking glass for a long time. If Jeff doesn't kill me, she said to herself, before he looks at me a second time, he will say, I look like a girl who sings and dances for money. But what could I do? What could I do with a dollar and 87 cents? At seven, Jim's dinner was ready for him. Jim was never late. Della held the watch chain in her hand and sat near the door where he always entered. Then she heard his step in the hall and her face lost color for a moment. She often said little prayers quietly, but every day, simple things she included in her prayer. And now she said, please God, make him think I'm still pretty. The door opened and Jun stepped in. He looked very thin and he was not smiling. Poor fellow, he was only 22. And with a family to take care of, he needed a new coat, and he had nothing to cover his cold hands. Jim stepped inside the door. He was quiet as a hunting dog when it is near a bird. Her eyes looked strangely at Della, and there was an expression on them that she could not understand. It filled her with fear. It was not anger, not surprise, nor anything she had been ready for. He simply looked at her with a strange expression on his face. Della went to him. Jim, dear, he cried. Don't look at me like that. I had my hair cut off. And sold it. I couldn't live through Christmas without giving you a gift. My hair will grow again. You won't care, will you? My hair grows very fast. It's Christmas, Jim. Let's be happy. You don't know What a nice, what a beautiful, nice gift I got for you. You have cut off your hair, asked Jim slowly. He seemed to lever to understand what had happened. Cut it off and sold it, said Della. Don't you like me now? Ah, me, Jim. I'm the same without my hair. Jim looked around the room. You say your hair is gone, he said. You don't have to look for it, said Della. It's sold, I tell you. Sold and gone, too. Isn't I before Christmas, boy? Be good to me. Because I sold it for you. Maybe the hairs of my head could be counted, she said. But no one could ever count my love for you. Shall we eat dinner, Jim? Jim put his arms around Ella for ten seconds. Let us look in another direction. Eight dollars a week or a million dollars a year. How different are they? Someone may give you an answer, but it will be wrong. The Magi brought valuable gifts, but that was not among them. My meaning will be explained soon. From inside the coat, Jim took something tied in paper. He threw it upon the table. I want you to understand me, he said. Nothing like haircut could make me love you less. But if you'll open that, you may know what I felt when I came in. White fingers pulled off the paper and then a cry of joy and then to change to tears. For there lay the combs, the combs Della had seen in a shop window and loved for a long time. Beautiful combs with jewels, perfect for the beautiful hair. She had known they cost too much for her to buy them. She had looked at them without the least hope of owning them. Oh, now they were their hers, but her hair was gone. But she held them to her heart and at last able to look up and say, My hair grows so fast, Jim. And then she jumped up and cried, Oh, oh. Jim had not yet seen her beautiful gift. She held it out to him in her open hand, the gold sun to shine softly as of her eyes. Own warm and loving spirit isn't it perfect Jim I hunted all over town to find it you'll have to look at your watch a hundred times a day now give me a watch I want to see how they look together Jim sat down and smiled Della said he let's put our Christmas gifts away and kept them a while. They are too nice for now. I sold the watch to get the money to buy the combs and now I think we should have the dinner. The Magi as you know were wise men, wonderfully wise men who bought gifts to the newborn Christ child. They were the first to give Christmas gifts, being wise their gifts were doubtless wise ones. And here I have told you the story of two children, who were not wise, each sold their most valuable thing, he owned in order to buy a gift for the other, but let one speak at last word, so the wise of these days, of all the wise gifts, These two were the most wise of all who give and receive gifts, such as are the most wise. Everywhere they are the wise ones, they are the Magi. Ladies and gentlemen, hope you have loved the story. Until then, thank you very much.